Hey everybody, what's going on? My name is Mike Pixley and welcome to the Bonsai Popcast. This is the first episode ever, except for the one that we already recorded that was bad. Yeah. And that's uh that's great. That's your other host, Tyler, right there. Hello, uh, hello. T- together we are Bonsai Pop, which is a YouTube channel on obviously uh, YouTube that uh covers anime. Um Usually what we do is we deep dive into a series uh, and kind of break it down either like culturally or sociologically, historically, et cetera, et cetera. Emotionally, who knows? It just depends on on what we're talking about that week. Exactly. Um, So that's what we do. That's our full-time job. Um, We are supported by our lovely patrons, um, which if you want to check out the Patreon... I would definitely recommend doing that. It is the best community on the web. And even if you're not like a total weeb and you just enjoy this podcast, uh, they are legitimately some of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. Completely agree. And it it really makes the Bonsai Pop experience. You know, it it used to be that having a YouTube channel was just the channel and the videos that you put out. And we didn't really like that. And Mm -hmm. we've really made it more about the community that we're building on there than anything else. Like the the videos are just one aspect of what we do. And that, uh, that, that brings us into like the other part of this is like you know like how we got here why we're doing this podcast etc etc so uh i mean legitimately the reason that we're doing this podcast is because we want to be able to talk to the people that watch our videos more we want to be able to you know reach out to them in a different kind of way that isn't so formatted and scripted scripted yeah uh, but also, it's just a good way for Tyler and I to sit down and have a conversation once a week uh, about whatever the fuck we want. So we're very lonely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, between between COVID nineteen and the fact that uh, both of us live on opposite coasts, I live in Massachusetts. Tyler's over in Oregon. Um, we don't get to spend enough time together, so this is a really and good especially way. Especially not that. this year because we can't go anywhere. Like there, there, there's no conventions for us to go hang out at. Like there, there's no nothing that we can do together. So yeah, this is it, it man. It's been rough, <laughs> um, and it's the same way for you guys, I would imagine. Uh, which we thought w- this would be another fun way to kind of give people a opportunity to just be a part of a discussion hanging out with your friends you know yeah so like you were saying tyler um youtube is done a couple different ways and we used to do it a different way and that's because bonsai pop is not our first rodeo no 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) not (laughs) even close (laughs) i mean how long how long have we been working on youtube i mean you you started what I've I've been working on YouTube for six going on seven years now, I think. Okay, um, so since I, dude, I'm like old guard now, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. One of those people who's like, yeah, I've been around back, back in the day when the hay penny was worth its weight in gold, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've I've been around for for a hot minute. Somehow, it doesn't feel like it. I still feel like I'm a newbie at, at literally everything we do. Well, it's because um, YouTube changes every fucking two seconds. Yeah, but. yeah, that's because every other month YouTube's like, ha, you know that thing you were doing? Fuck that. It doesn't work um, anymore. Yeah, and it exactly. never will again. 
So yeah, yeah. Good luck with that format or whatever you were doing. Or die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Mike and I both started on a channel called Treesicle, which you may have heard of and then forgotten about. Um, well, and, that's how we uh, met. What was yeah. that? I said that's how we met, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we met. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Treesicle, along with Ryan and Grant, who were the uh, lead hosts on the channel, and mm -hmm. uh, Kevin, too, although he quit pretty early on. Um, yep. And Mike reached out to Grant for some advice on his own smaller channel, and... Uh, instead of doing that, we were like, Hey, why don't you, why don't you work with us instead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I did a, I did a video for them. Um, I mean, I had been like, I, I had my own channel, uh, where I did game content, you know, I did reviews and I mean, let's plays, all sorts of stuff. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to make, you're content. doing a little bit of everything, man. Yeah. And, uh, like my editing had gotten pretty good. And uh, I got some attention from other people. Uh, the first person to ever really give me a chance was uh, this girl named Pokakels, who is now married, I believe, yes. to Alex Fasciani, who is the completionist's best friend. Um, so, you know, me and uh, that one video gamer kind of go back pretty far. Um, and I actually, it was really cool. I got to do a panel with Gerard this year at PAX, uh, which was really cool. Him and uh, my good buddy, Derek from she says does boundary yep. break and uh beta 64 and that was really cool that was like that was like I thought Arlo highlight. was on that panel too Am oh, I... fuck Arlo was on that panel yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sorry Jack I I fucking I forgot my bad <laughs> sorry Jack we spent How the whole we weekend our together blue monster we slept in the house <laughs> together <laughs> wow uh I'm an asshole anyway um we should we'll we'll have Arlo on here eventually that'd be great I would love that that'd be awesome Jack's yeah. great Yes, uh, and that is the plan. Like we're we're gonna do a bunch of episodes together, and then eventually we're gonna start bringing on our friends and just having conversations with them about whatever. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll be looking forward to Boundary Break, Ant Dude, definitely Shane from Rerez. I fucking I love Shane, and I would love to have him on, mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of other people. Who knows? Maybe I maybe I can even pull Scott the Waz in here. That would be. Really I mean, that'd funny. be awesome. And, and, yeah. and like you know, some of our. Uh some of our more anime centric friends too like it, it would be sweet if we get isla on that would be really neat. i would love i would love to listen to isla i would just let yeah, her talk we'll just let her talk time. yeah yeah oh my God. <laughs> that would be amazing and uh yeah i mean mr nice guy yeah uh, glass reflection would be really nice like that that all that stuff would be i mean hell maybe we could even get eyepatch wolf on here um, That'd be great if, if uh, John was willing to come on. Yeah, I'd Who listen to that's him all. Talk that's all future stuff. This is this is episode one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so what so so yeah. So I had a I had my own personal channel. Uh, I was I could I, I like thinking back on it. If I had corrected course, I probably could have gone somewhere with that. I was just like I was so in it was in this like mixed up place where i was working on tree skull and the videos that i was putting out there were getting you know 200,000 views and then i'd put a video out on my channel and get 700 but what i didn't realize is that i was like yeah i had, had 2500 subscribers like 700 yeah, views you, you is were doing really pretty good. well yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that i i thought i was like oh this channel is fucked you know i'm never gonna uh, go anywhere that's what I keep telling my uh, my girlfriend who's working on some anime videos in her free time is, you know, her her video, she has 200 subscribers or something like that. And one of her videos has 400 views. And I'm like, that's good for the yeah. size of your channel. Yeah. You know, and she's yeah. like, no, nah, it's 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 horrible. It's trash. I should take it down. And I'm like, no, don't do that. 
don't do that that's really really good yeah it's it's super good like and that's the thing is you know youtube is a journey it's a process and if you're starting from scratch uh it's gonna take a while like it's gonna take a hot minute and it's gonna take a lot of like stupid work i mean uh, i i've told the story many times but when i started youtube uh which was actually uh my girlfriend goes saibu's idea to start youtube at all um because we were really into markiplier back then it was like right when he was kind of getting big yeah um, or like really right when he was getting really big uh we were so, watching so like during like fnaf one era or yes uh, yes yeah. uh, so but we weren't watching fnaf we were watching his playthroughs of uh fucking what's what's that game it's a horror you gonna, game you're gonna give me, have to give me more amnesia amnesia yeah it was oh, the amnesia okay. games yep got so, it yeah, those I think those were his first like really big playthroughs. So we were enjoying that a lot. And Devin was like, oh, we can do that. Like we could totally do that. So we went out and we bought laptops. Nice. Um, I got a refurbed Dell like <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like a six year old laptop, but <laughs> it was a workstation laptop. Right. Uh, okay, so so I figured, it, it was built for work. Yeah. It was built uh, for editing. Yeah, but not. it it at one point earlier in its life was built for editing and then it went through menopause and then you got it yeah exactly and like it cost me like 700 bucks dude and it was like i got after effects um i I got this pirated version of after effects and i remember like i was just trying to do basic video editing on it you know in after effects yeah cutting let's plays (laughs) in after effects and then when it came to um exporting it the computer would just not export <laughs> it, it would it would it would get like two percent in and then say i had six hours to wait and it was just like oh my god it was a nightmare dude like it i and i edited on that laptop i mean probably my first i ended up buying uh cyber something uh which is like the shittiest i don't even think it exports and like mp4 i was exporting oh in some God. ridiculous format like my first videos were awful i didn't know the difference between interlaced and progressive you know so i have a couple videos exporting on the- in like fap yeah i didn't know <laughs> whatever that is yeah exporting it was, in fap yeah it was it was it's a learning process you know so absolutely I, it is yeah and i was working full-time so i would work from like three to two you know mm-hmm. sometimes and then i would come home and i would edit from uh you know three to 11 a.m and then sleep until two and then you know skate to work like that's that's yeah, what i was doing I, I feel that lifestyle man i mean i did something very similar uh except for my work started at 6 a.m so i, I was getting up at like 5 30 going to work at six getting off at like i think four or something like that come home work and then I was living with with Ryan and Grant at the time. So it was like, hopefully we weren't having a party that night or like I wasn't or I didn't have work the next day. Otherwise, it was like, all right, can I get to bed before midnight so I get more than five hours of sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Like the only thing that kept me going during those days was like cigarettes and coffee because I, I could smoke <laughs> in that old apartment, dude. So yeah. I would just sit 
at that just like, chain smoke yeah seriously like Dev- Devin would come over and she'd be like what the fuck man because like i'd have like three ashtrays just like overflowed <laughs> and like my eyes would be bloodshot as, as fuck i'd just be like man i'm almost done with this, this star fox zero review like it's gonna be the biggest <laughs> video. <laughs> it's gonna be the biggest thing since sliced bread <laughs> dude oh my god i put like 120 hours into that video it's so f- goofy now if you if you go back and watch <laughs> it i don't recommend it but Anyway, so yeah, oh god, I used to call myself Micaroo. Yeah, you did. Yep, it was just like it, it was this whole thing. But yeah, so anyway, we we all started working on True School together, and uh, you know we had good times, we had bad times, and then we started Bonsai Pop, uh, which originally was a four person group effort, but it's anime. You know, it's different than video games. We were all going through a lot of stuff, and it ended up with Tyler and I sticking onto that and ryan and grant staying with true school which uh has been very good for all of us it was it was an it was an amicable amicable separation yeah Um, and and we weren't sure how it was gonna go but it's really turned out for the best for everyone i think mm -hmm. yeah it's it's much easier to work with just two people it's much easier to pay two people and uh it's just it's nice and and I guess that's really all I have to say about that. Like, it's just, it's just nice to, to keep the friendships and to make work easier for all of us. And Ryan and Grant live together, so they have a much easier time. Like I was just talking to Grant and he said that working with Ryan has just been a blast lately. So I'm really I mean, happy. That's great. For them. You know, yeah. like that, that, that's all you can hope for. And hopefully at some point in the near ish future, we can do that too. You know? <laughs> Yeah, where we can live in the same area, if not in the same place, and like work together or in the same room or near the same room or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Devin's been looking at apartments outside of Salem, and they're pretty cheap. Like, yeah, man. Our our main concern is health insurance, but we don't got to get into fucking health insurance on the podcast. So, hey, hey, the the Oregon uh, program is is pretty good if you don't make a lot of money. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. And she she doesn't make a lot of money, but that's okay because. We were working together on everything, but anime. That's what anime. That's what we do professionally right now. Um, it's it's a ton of fun. We're professional animators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Professional professional weebs. Professional um, weeaboomers. <laughs> and as of right now, it is seven thirty twenty twenty. Uh, our last video that we put out was on Fist of the North Star, which is like an awesome classic anime hyper violence super fun uh speaking of violence dude i i found this twitter last night yeah. that i didn't know i was missing my entire life it's called uh no context violence <laughs> <laughs> i think you, you followed that i'm pretty sure i saw that on our twitter and i was like yeah i didn't follow this <laughs> i love it i love it it's so funny like i would i would prefer to see less looney tunes and more anime but sure. uh, when it is anime it's super funny um but yeah, so I guess now that we have our introductions out of the way, um, and oh, this is another thing. So uh, on Tree School, obviously, Tyler and I worked the back end. Uh, so we were writers and editors and, um, you know, we, we worked full time. A lot of a lot of the videos that you might have might have seen from Tree School were either something that Tyler wrote or I wrote or m- we edited almost all of them at a certain mm-hmm. point, like at least a piece of them. Uh, cause we ended up splitting the editing between all four of us. Um, but this is another good way 
because I like I want Tyler to have a chance to to get himself out there as well. So I thought this would be another good way to to get Tyler out into the public because you know he worked on Tree School for so long. This is my moment. <laughs> it's your time to shine, dude. <laughs> and uh, you know he came he came up with so many of the jokes that we put in. Um, you know he was a good reason we got demonetized quite a quite a lot which if you're getting <laughs> yeah. demonetized you're doing the right thing uh speaking of which this podcast will be out on youtube probably on its own youtube channel and i guarantee yep. every episode will be demonetized like Almost we will certainly. likely never make money off of this podcast on youtube so again if you really end up loving it patreon is there we're not asking we're just saying um yep. so what I wanted to start out each and every episode with is just talking about our week, dude. So how has your anime week been? Man, it's been it's been interesting. I haven't been having that much of an anime week. I mean, I've been watching Mushishi because we're going to do a video on it soon. Right. Um, but I can't I can't stop watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Dude, <laughs> that has been my week, dude. I watch like a few episodes of Mushishi and then I'll be like, all right. It's Avatar time. <laughs> All right. That, well, that's great, though, because we have a main topic for this pod. But I want to hear this is your first time watching Avatar ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm watching it at your recommendation. Right. I, uh, good. Dude, yeah, it's so it, good. I, I was just like, you know what? Mike said I should watch this. We'll probably do a video on it eventually, even though it's not technically anime. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to start watching. I'm going to see if I like it. And it took about two episodes and I was hooked and it's just gotten better. Which is saying something because the first couple episodes, in my opinion, aren't really that good. No, 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 they're not. Compared to the rest of the show, they're not. I'm already in season three. Nice. Um, it was the last yeah, season, so I, right? There's yeah, something. it's the last okay. season. So, and I started it like a week ago, you mm-hmm. know. So it gives you an idea of how quickly I'm going through this. And this isn't some like you know ten episodes per season. Like I think there's like twenty. Yeah. Or something like that. First season was a little bit short, and then after that, it's like 24 episodes a season, I think. Something like that. Yeah, so I, I'm going at it at a pretty fast pace, and it's like, I can't stop, dude. Toph is amazing. She's my favorite character of all time out of anything. That's <laughs> not true. Kana is, but... That's fair. She's a close fucking second, man. I mean, she's great. Have you gotten to where she, like, levels up her bending yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that becomes a... Uh... So... so like it, it, it's interesting that the show really started off with like Nickelodeon props, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's this goofy bald kid," and ha ha ha, and like stupid jokes and stuff. But it it the the show like really matures over time, and you get a good look into like these very complex characters. Um, yeah, like, and politics are involved, and like it, it's a whole thing, man. And and like it's it's an emotional roller coaster. Zuko is another one of my favorite characters. That mm-hmm. dude is rough like he he has had a rough life and it's really interesting how they make who start the the guy who starts as a primary uh, primary antagonist to be a very very uh likable character you know and and somebody who you really relate to probably more than everybody else yeah i mean like at this point (laughs) it's funny because i i had just rewatched it too before i told you to rewatch it i rewatched that and then we immediately rewatched the legend of Korra and uh I mean if you just rewatched it we should do a video on it soon honestly like I mean I'm I'm down like it's again it's just like I want I want you to get through the legend of Korra before it's coming right after 
yeah. uh, right after this, man. We're going right from one to the other. And if you guys <laughs> haven't seen The Legend of Korra yet and you're sitting at home wondering what to do, if you go on Amazon, you can get a like a free week subscription to whatever The Legend of Korra is on and you can just like binge it, which is what I did. Um, and, you know, it'll be in like really good quality because it's on Amazon Prime or whatever. But nice. uh, yeah, it's it, like <laughs> I my second i mean i've watched avatar like like eight times you know i was watching it when right, it was coming right. out um on nickelodeon back in the day but this time going through i felt because I'm, because we're old now i felt mm-hmm. so much more attached to iroh like i i just oh, like dude iroh is my other favorite character like it's it's Toph and iroh back to back and i can't yeah. choose which one's the best because he is uh, he has so many redeemable qualities and he's messed up so much in his past and in like uh, I feel like a spiritual connection to the guy you yeah. know <laughs> he's he's so good like it, it is like it's funny because I actually I thought that you know he might have been played by an Asian guy he's not he's played by a white guy <laughs> <laughs> he's played by a white guy doing this accent <laughs> like, it's, he's got he's got more gruff than, than an accent I think yeah that's true well it's it's funny because sometimes the accent slips between like Latin American and like kind of Asian it's it's mm-hmm. it's interesting I don't know but yeah that that show I'm glad that I'm glad that you're liking it it's nice to see that like you know, like a grown ass adult can watch that show for the first time and really enjoy it. It it goes to show what like the level of greatness that that show has achieved. Totally. Absolutely. And, and I think that there's a lot that we can talk about with it. Like, I mean, I, I already told Mike uh, before this podcast before this podcast but i was like i could easily write like a 40 page or not 40 page but like a 40 minute video on avatar there's so many things that you can talk about between all the different characters yeah and uh and also you're absolutely right that the show matures a lot from the beginning towards the end and it really reminds me i was talking uh to my girlfriend about this but it really reminds me of full metal alchemist in the way that it matures Mm, you know full metal alchemist also feels like kind of goofy and fun at the beginning and then by the end you're like oh fuck we're this is hitler shit yeah (laughs) 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 very very much so yeah it's it's like uh just just thinking about avatar gives me like the warmest feelings you know and, and i mean it, it's everything it's between it's the character relationships it's the the character growth it's the uh the world building is the world building is phenomenal amazing like, like the, the earth kingdom boss and the the earth city bossing say and how it's supposed to be like the kingdom of freedom and then they get there and it's like not that at all man yeah you know like and all it's really and, good and, all the all the influences as far as like cultures like you you mm-hmm. have the inuit um water tribe you have the the buddhist nomadic air tribe you have the very like grounded chinese empire yep. uh, earth kingdom and then you have the the fire kingdom which is kind of like um you know old empirical japan a little bit it's it's yep. very cool and like it's all done so well and so subtly but obvious at the same time you know it's just it's mm-hmm. it's it's yeah no so it, it, it calls back to history in so many different ways uh while while taking those ideas and making them your their own you know mm-hmm. it's it's super well done and, and the show's also very funny 
on in like a witty way, you know, not in like a kid's way. I mean, yeah. there's some kid stuff in there too, for sure. It ha- there has to be, but there's still like some very witty stuff in there. Like there, there was a there was a part that I watched recently uh, where they were talking about finding Aang a firebending master, and he had one for a short period of time earlier in the show named uh, Zhang Zhang, I think was his name. Yeah, and. So they're talking about Zhang Zhang, like maybe we can find him. And Toph, who wasn't there at the time, was like, "Who's Zhang Zhang?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, they're going to do exposition about who Zhang Zhang is, so that they can remind the audience." And then she's like, eh, "If it's important, I guess I'll find out." And then they never talk about him again. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What an amazing way to subvert the the norm of exposition right there!" Yeah, fucking brilliant, dude. So I love funny. it. I'm really excited to get your opinion on Legend of Korra because Legend of Korra is a big change i'm excited to watch it honestly like it sounds great it's gonna fuck you up like great i mean yeah i love stuff that fucks me up man like yeah like it took me it took me probably until season two of legend of korra to really start appreciating it a lot like it's the original avatar is very uh magical in the way that it's like it you know it seems to take place in this you know place very far away and a long long time ago you know kind of star wars yep. and mm-hmm. then legend of korra things begin to modernize um you know and and it's it's like very quick it's like the difference between the old west and the 1950s you know so yeah, yeah. it's 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 interesting and i i'm excited to see what you think and i love cora like i really 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 like cora i like her as a character uh i love her story and her journey and like if you think the third season of avatar is adult the legend of cora because is is much more adult and not to the point where it's like uh unhappy you know but it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely but it's nearing that border (laughs) yeah well kind of it's just like you know cora isn't a kid like ang uh, she's young. She's like 17, 18, you know? Okay. So she, uh, she has her own set of problems that she needs to overcome and she's living in, you know, Aang's shadow. Obviously she's a new avatar. So Aang is gone right. at this point. Um, she was, she was his successor. So you get, you get to meet some, you know, characters that you liked from the previous series. Uh, some but of them are gone grown up some more. Uh, yeah. Old like really old yeah. um and it, it's 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 very interesting and it pushed some boundaries uh, especially at the time um the last episode is kind of a real kick in the nuts to nickelodeon it was super funny um <laughs> so yeah it's it, it's really good um really fucking good oh, I, i'm really excited i i mean i don't i don't remember exactly how many episodes i have left but like i'm getting there you know we're getting nice. close nice So, uh, for myself, uh, this week has been kind of exploratory. I found out that City Hunter is on uh, Crunchyroll, so I've been kind of slowly uh. making my way through City Hunter here and there. Like, I I really love that anime a lot. Um, I started reading the manga last year, and I got relatively far in it. 
Um, only issue with City Hunter is it's pretty episodic. You know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. every episode there's a new girl that has a new problem and Rio tries to fix it. And uh, the funny thing is the way that I actually found City Hunter, because City Hunter, as far as I'm aware, uh, never aired on American television. Um, I I really don't think it ever did. I can't think of anywhere that it would have aired. Like where it would have aired, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It would have either been on Toonami, which it definitely wasn't. Which it definitely wasn't, yeah. (laughs) Maybe sci-fi back in the day, but I don't think so at all. And then the other place that it would have played was Adult Swim, and again, I don't think that... I don't think it played there. Yeah, I was going to say sci-fi would probably be your best bet. Uh... But yeah, I don't I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I definitely don't remember ever hearing about it. And the thing is, is I got all of City Hunter in a box set um, sitting back there on the shelf. But I don't think it's legit, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially after watching the Crunchyroll version, which has a very good sub. Um, this the one that I have on the shelf. It's like it's a it's like an old plastic VHS box almost. Oh, um, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> with you open it and it's just like it's like a. It, like one of those old you know zip cd cases you got back in the day for your car and it has just those like cd slots in it um and the <laughs> the fucking subtitles are so bad like it this has to be like some knockoff chinese version or something like that it, it, it's like that uh shit what what was the what vampire did we watch together d. yeah vampire hunter d the, that definite bootleg that yeah. you got oh my god dude it's so hard sometimes to like to to know what you're buying online like it's it, you know like because you don't always want to buy direct from like viz or shonen jump or something like that because the right, prices are it can outrageous. be a lot more expensive yeah. yeah so you know sometimes you end up with really wacky shit like i remember i bought um why the hell are you here teacher uncensored uh-huh. uh and it came in like one of those skinny dvd cases and i was like ah oh, fuck <laughs> and then i put it in and it wasn't even uncensored and the the subs were like just as bad like they, they were worse than they were on Crunchyroll, and i was just like man that's too bad 12 bucks down the drain and then i bought uh what was it i bought Redline on blu-ray and mm-hmm. it was the fucking european version so i can't even watch it so like you know and that it didn't sucks. tell me that it was a euro version so like why do they wh- why are you going to region lock blu-rays yeah it makes no sense especially between europe and the u like why yeah why would you do that like it it doesn't i don't know well i'm pretty sure the europe still runs on dc power right uh yeah i mean it's it's different than our power so which again like why like why is that still a thing? Like uh, one of the uh, why do we still use Fahrenheit when we could be using metric? You know, like <laughs> yeah, I guess. But that's just like you don't sell Fahrenheit or metric. You know, like you you sell things that adapt to power sources all the time. It would be it would make right. so much more sense if we were all on the same type of power. Like uh, for instance, Devin and I have been trying to get a kotatsu for uh the winter coming dude up. i've been wanting a kotatsu forever yeah well in order to get a real kotatsu that works you know like one from japan that's not going to light your house on fire you have to get multiple like power converters for it which are yeah super expensive because japan also takes different power adapters so it's like i don't know it, it, it doesn't make any sense but uh, we're digressing pretty bad <laughs> so yeah so I've been watching City Hunter. I started watching No Game, No Life. I haven't gotten very far in it. Uh, 
What do you think so far, though? Um, so here's exactly what my experience was. I know, like, this was a show, No Game, No Life. It's on Netflix. It was recommended to me by Tyler. I turned it on. First thing it says is rated M for nudity. And I was like, yeah. And then it <laughs> starts. And all of a sudden, you get this crotch shot. And then it, like, goes up to the girl. And she looks like she's, like, eight <laughs> like 12 <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh, okay and then they definitely have this weird relationship and you know they get sucked into this this isekai type thing i like the lore of the isekai world that seems really neat Same. um and it's it's super strange it's a very strange anime i haven't watched enough of it to really formulate an opinion on it it's gorgeous um yeah you're right I, about I the love the aesthetic yeah it's like i absolutely love it it's really cool um but yeah i haven't i haven't watched enough to get a full opinion on it i've also been watching mushishi which is a very interesting show i'm finding it very relaxing to watch it's super relaxing it's great to watch before you go to bed it's not great to watch if you need to stay up Mm -hmm. um that's part of the reason i haven't been able to like really put a lot of time you watch like one episode and you're like dude it's it's bedtime and you check you, you check your phone and you're like it's 9 30 in the morning i got up half an hour ago <laughs> like <laughs> i also um what else did i oh we've been Devin and i have been watching bna which is oh, the yeah, new yeah, trigger yeah. anime it's uh it's good it's interesting it's very trigger uh if you know what i mean it's not as i it's, do it's not as trigger as promare um <laughs> but it's more trigger than uh kill a kill I would say. Okay. So it's like, well, well, Kill a Kill was wacky, but it wasn't It, it wasn't aesthetically as triggery, I guess, yeah. as Promare. Yeah, like, well, well, the thing is, like, Trigger, like, Trigger kind of enjoys being stupid, you know? Like, yeah. which, which is fine, and I, I like their, I like their playful sense of humor, but, um, sometimes it can get in the way of a story being really good, and, like, for me, while I enjoyed Promare, I really enjoyed the spectacle of Promare. Uh, it it was very stupid. <laughs> like I'm not going to change my opinion on that. That movie was ridiculous, and the it really was. The exposition dumps were just like they were huge. Uh, so BNA yeah. runs the line between um, Kill a Kill and and Promare. It's definitely got the Promare visual style very a uh, lot more. Uh, but the main girl is. As far from where I'm at, um, she is a Tanuki beast man. Okay. Um, but she was originally human. So the world is split between like beast men and humans. So and she's Mario. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 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 but like, uh, so basically like the, the humans don't like the beast men. So if the, if, if a beast man gets caught, you know, there's like a lot of like, it, sounds it, like no game, no life. <laughs> it goes into the, the whole like racial equality thing. Um, very mm-hmm. much like Beastars stars does i think and uh but not in the predatory uh, like predator versus herbivore kind of way it's a human versus right. non-human kind of thing so the beast men live in this city uh but there's a lot of like crime and terrorism that happens because of humans and you know beast men who are being paid off by humans um and she's just trying to figure out what happened to her because she was originally human. And then all of a sudden she turned into this like Tanuki beast man. So, so it's, she basically freaky Friday. 
Yes. Into into a whole new type of life. Yeah. And now she's she's got a Sherlock Holmes her way out of it, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> there's even like a there's even like a wolf detective type Batman yeah, kind of guy. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's definitely a good show. I'm I'm enjoying it. And then I. That's uh, good. It's good to see uh, Netflix getting some good anime. Yeah, I, yeah you I, know, I'm happy for them. You know, in a, I'm well. Okay, I'm not happy for Netflix. Netflix can go fuck no. itself. Uh, but I'm happy for people who aren't necessarily huge anime fans to have access to good anime. Yeah, because uh, Mike and I have talked about this multiple times, but like Dora Hidro is phenomenal, so good, and it's on Netflix, and it probably. We'll die there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it'll probably die there. But at least it has the opportunity to get seen by a massive audience. You know. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, what I like, I don't know how Netflix does its deals. Um, I'm sure Grant would know more about that because there's been a couple times he's wanted to make a Netflix show. But uh, (laughs) why does that not surprise me? Because it's Grant. But um, yeah, yeah, like you know, it, it Netflix does have a certain level of integrity when it comes to, to anime, you know, like it seems like it, it seems like they take more, more care with anime than they do with some of their other, uh, shows that they, that they green light. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or, or just grab like they, they have weird, they, they grab weird things. Like, and even when it comes to anime, they grab weird things. Like you got season one and two, like Inuyasha, for example, they have two seasons of Inuyasha, like two seasons of Inuyasha is not going to get you where you need to be. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing with fairy tale. They have like two, maybe three seasons of fairy tale out of like seven, nine. I don't remember. Hunter, Hunter, too many. Like, and the problem is the problem with that is what you would naturally think the the go-to is from that is that you would start watching hunter hunter you'd get to the point where netflix doesn't have any episodes left and then you'd go get a subscription to something you know more legitimate that does anime like Crunchyroll, right Uh, and instead you can't find it anywhere yeah well instead what people do is they go and they pirate it off of kiss anime you know what I mean? Because they're already paying for Netflix and they're not ready to pay for Crunchyroll. So what Netflix is actually doing is taking people away from Crunchyroll and sending them to fucking kiss anime. Right. Uh, and Hunter Hunter is even a, a weirder example because uh, the English dub, which is pretty good for Hunter Hunter, is on Netflix. And then I think there's some more of it on Crunchyroll. And then... It's nowhere unless you pirate it. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or or you, or buy the DVDs or something. Or like buy that. the DVDs or yeah. something. Yeah, but it's like the last like hundred episodes or something. You can't find dubbed. You can find it all subbed everywhere. You know. Yeah. But you can't find it dubbed if you want to watch it dubbed. And there are people who legitimately do not watch subbed anime. Like like I've gotten to the point where, and I I think it's just it's just like my personal taste like i enjoy the japanese language so much that i watch i watch everything subbed i played ghost of tsushima subbed like i i just mm-hmm. uh i played resident evil in japanese uh you know like i i prefer playing things in japanese if they're japanese made i prefer listening to things in japanese if they're japanese made i totally um, get that there's a lot of shows that uh you know that that i've i've that i watched 
in Japanese, and then, you know, if I revisit it later, I'll try uh, the English dub, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, and you know, and I think part of it is is because I don't speak Japanese, uh, you know, short of like a few sentences, um, mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily understand the inflection or the the wildness of the voice acting if it is inflectious or wild so it seems appropriate to the characters whereas when i listen to it in english it's like it just doesn't feel right i don't i don't know it's no i i totally get that i actually this reminds me uh i don't know if you saw but they started releasing the dub of kaguya-sama oh yeah yeah and i heard that it's atrocious oh no yeah that sucks my cousin was just telling me uh my my cousin Keith is a is a fan of the channel, which I think is really sweet. And he was telling me that he was really excited for Kaguya-sama to come out in English. So Uh-oh. I hope he doesn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't hate it too. Yeah, especially like uh, the announcer voice for Kaguya-sama is amazing. Like the the oh, narrator. Yeah. yeah. And apparently the narration for the English dub is completely different. No. Yeah. The, yeah. The narrator has a very voice like this. Like you mm-hmm. know. It's, yeah. It's exactly. Super good interesting um what else it's it's been a it's been a it's been a bit of a week uh i got my i so we did a video on angel's egg not too long ago which is this old um semi-forgotten like absolute masterpiece uh that heavily inspired dark souls like yeah so good so good so good so good um but the animator or, or at least the artistic visionary behind it was Yoshitaka Amano, who, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know who that is, he is a Japanese artist that did all of the Final Fantasy art. So all of the um, all of the concept art for Final Fantasy, every game, it has been done by Yoshitaka Amano. He also does all the artwork for the Vampire Hunter D series. Um, which is like he's he is he has a very very specific particular style that nobody else can match it's interesting it's like kind of haunting it's very beautiful so Mm -hmm. after after we did that i wanted to get more into his art and i've really been enjoying like buying art books and stuff we are, like one of our plans for the future is to have a little bit of a library. So I've been trying to pick up stuff. I got um, Akira Toriyama's Dragon Quest illustrations. I have a couple Darkstalkers books. Like, you know, nice. et cetera, That's et very cool. Yeah. So I wanted to pick up a book uh, from Amano. And I was looking around, and the one that really caught my eye was the world or the worlds of Amano. Which I mean, that sounds promising. Yeah, exactly. Like I was really interested in that. Um, and everywhere I looked, it was like $300, $150, like all this stuff. Cause it wasn't, um, it was originally published in France and then translated. It's probably super limited. Exactly. So I ended up yeah. finding it on eBay for like 40 bucks. Nice. Um, yeah. So it came in this week and yesterday I sat down and read through it and like, he's done so many other things that i didn't even realize like this guy is in museums all across the world he has done a bunch of magazine covers for fashion magazines in in the early 90s uh he like turned he did macross too right um remembering correctly i'm not sure i know that he is responsible for gotcha man okay um 
or or GeForce or uh, I don't remember what they called it in America. It, there's some bastardized version that exists in mm. America, uh, but no, Macross was uh, Macross was the guy from Afro Samurai, right? Is that right? Maybe maybe I was thinking. Yeah, maybe you're right. Or no, 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 no. Macross was, thinking... was the guy from uh, Outlaw Star. That's what it was. Macross. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking Vampire Hunter D and Macross had the same artist, but whatever. They might have had the same animator. That could be. So I'm talking about the Vampire Hunter D books. Right, right, right. right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the uh, yeah, yeah, the actual okay. novels themselves and like the the covers and the illustrations and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, so the book goes through like all these things. Like he he worked with a symphony one time to illustrate a tale of like arabian love and like i guess well the symphony played his illustrations went up on the screen in the background it was like this big thing i don't know like the amano's done a ton of stuff basically telling a story with music and visuals yeah exactly and and it's like the book goes from like his really early stuff all the way into vampire hunter d and final fantasy and it was cool like like seeing the way that he drew cloud compared to the way that cloud ended up being is mm-hmm. interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to post some stuff. We should, uh, we should probably link the Instagram in this. Cause part of the, like one of the best things that podcasts do is like when they talk about things specifically, they, you know, they, put, they have a link dump. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, they put stuff on their Instagram that to give context uh. to stuff. So, uh, we are at bonsai underscore pop on Instagram. So I'll, I'll take some pictures of the book and put them up for you guys. Um, and I, I think that's I think that's it. I think that's all I've been watching. I, I got an ad on Instagram for this uh, show on High Dive called like Golden Time or something like that. It looked like it would oh be kind of sexy. Uh, wasn't. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I was totally misled. I was very upset. Um, and I finished Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> did i so when we were discuss like discussing how we wanted to you know do this podcast like thing that we wanted to talk about most this week was ghost of tsushima so this is going to be obviously we're going to be talking about anime but we're going to be talking about video games we'll probably be talking about modern events anything that really comes we just want to have a conversation between two buds uh so and you guys too obviously and you guys too yeah so Ghost of Tsushima came out what last week? Week before? Maybe two weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago? Yeah, less than a month for sure. Yep. It's by Sucker Punch Games, who are best known for Sly Cooper. Yep. And Infamous, which I never played. Neither have I. Is Infamous the one where you're like a superhero and you got like good powers and bad powers? I think you're infamous. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, that, that, I, so I think you're infamous, uh, in the, in the game, right. but, uh, yeah, I, I believe that's correct. Okay. I, I've never played, so it's kind of hard to remember exactly, but I believe that's right where you have good and bad, bad powers. Okay. And like, I, I, I don't, I don't know plot or anything, right, you know? right. I remember people liking it. If that's, if that's the game, I th- like, I think there's infamous and infamous too. And if I remember correctly, a lot of people really enjoyed those games, but it's been like it's been like six years since Sucker Punch put out a game, and I I don't know if you remember E3 
either last year or the year before. Gosh. I think it was two years ago. Was it two years ago? I think so. I think I think it was two years ago when they they released uh, the trailers, or maybe it wasn't trailers, but they, they released some sort of teaser for uh, Sekiro and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, at, so it had in the same. Yeah, so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sekiro came out and it was awesome, and and we both played that too, and we had a ton of fun with that. Yeah, but holy fuck, man, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is one of the best games I've played in a long time. Yeah, easily, and and it's like when they did the teaser announcement at E3, uh, part of it was done by this guy who came out on stage, and it was like this white dude with a flute, like an old Japanese flute. I can't remember what they're called. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, like, it was such a big deal, right? Because this guy comes out, and he plays a flute, and he, he fucking, like, rocks that flute, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden on Twitter, I remember this so vividly. Everybody was like, oh, my God, Japanese appropriation. Like, he's appropriating Japanese <laughs> culture. Like, oh, blah. And it turned out that this guy was, like, a master of yeah. this instrument, which apparently is insanely hard to play. Uh, and you know, he went to Japan to learn and study and, and become a master of this instrument. And I believe the same guy worked on the game because the, the flute is really important to the game. Um, yeah, it's a family heirloom. Yeah. And, and it, it was shown then and there that sucker punch was taking the, the time and the effort and the energy to really truly represent Japan uh, respectfully and accurately within their new game that was coming up called Ghost of Tsushima. And I, for the most part, think they did a awesome job. Totally agree, man. I mean, I, you can tell the amount of dedication that was put into this game. Yeah. It's palpable, yeah. you know? It, like, so, so without, uh, and, and we're not going to spoil it, obviously, uh, but what, was your favorite dies what was your favorite aspect of the game <laughs> who um that's a that's a really good question man I, I i without getting too much into it i think the internal struggle between the two styles of play oh yeah, would be yeah. my my favorite aspect because like because the story brought that up i felt like every single time i chose one way or the other i was changing how the character was being portrayed you right. know what i mean yeah and like i was even curious i did because i didn't know i was like if i do more of this than that will it change the story you know like i, mm. I, I honestly was thinking about these things as i was doing it and it changed the way i played the game yeah yeah I, like I, I i felt that too um so I mean, it, like, it, it you can go that far as to say, like, basically the the main character of the game is a classically trained samurai. Um, but what's happening in the game is Japan is being invaded by the Mongol army. Now, what's really interesting is so this this game takes place around like twelve seventy three, AD, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and it's the first Mongol invasion of Japan. So the Mongols invaded Japan twice. Uh, and f- the both of the invasions, they totally just like steamrolled Tsushima and its closest island, Iki. So at the time, the Mongol Empire had all of Mongolia, all of Russia, all of northern China, 
and all of Korea, mm-hmm. like under their control. Like the only it's a lot thing, of resources, man. Dude, they were like it was the biggest empire of history, I believe, uh, the Mongolian Empire at the time. And they had set their sights on Japan for whatever reason. Like a lot of people believe that's because there was a lot of gold in Japan, which is true. Uh, like northern, north of the Kanto region, uh, there was a significant amount of gold there. Um, but for whatever reason, the Mongols set their sights on Japan. And uh, mm-hmm. they sent people over and they were like, hey, you know, like we don't have to go to war. Uh, you know, all you got to do is pay tribute to our to us and uh, we'll let you be. And the Japanese just didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> so, they were, so they didn't do anything. Um, so eventually the Mongols invaded and uh, the Battle of Tsushima, where the game starts, right? So the game starts, mm-hmm. you are riding into battle on a beach as the Mongols are coming onto the beach and you're, everybody just gets massacred. And that's actually yeah, what it's happened. like 80 samurai uh, versus the Mongol invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something like 9000 ships. Yeah. Uh, so there like was stupidly outnumbered. Yeah, there was something between 20,000 to 40,000 Mongols uh, on their way to Japan. And the first stop is Tsushima, which uh, Tsushima is is 50 kilometers from the Korean coast. And 50 kilometers from the island of Iki, which is pretty close to mainland Japan. Um, so, like, apparently on a bright day, if you are on a mountain in Tsushima, you can see Korea and you can see Iki. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so it's not that far, and it's a really good, ma- like, first stop. Um, apparently, the island doesn't have a lot of uh, farmable land. So most of the people who lived on it were hunters and fishermen. And it has some really interesting animals. There's a, a pit viper that only lives on Tsushima. It, it's the only place it lives in the entire world. Weird, man. It's always so strange when you find animals like that. Yeah. That only live on like this one island in this one place. Yeah. It, it, and, and the thing is, is like it's it's like this island off the coast of Asia. And like, how did this snake get there? And why isn't right. it on mainland? Or Iki yeah. or anywhere else. It only lives on Tsushima. Uh, it's Tsushima is pretty temperate. The coldest temperature ever recorded was 19 degrees Fahrenheit. And I think the highest temperature ever recorded was like 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Something like that. Uh, that's a pretty nice like general area to be in, honestly. Like I could live there just fine. Yeah. There's mountains. <laughs> it's, hot, it's hotter than that right now here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of mountains there. Um and but you know most of it is is kind of what you see in the game i don't know if it's as gorgeous as as the game is because holy shit like yeah i mean the game is unbelievably beautiful and then on top of that they added like one of the most intricate photo modes of any game i've ever seen yeah it's oh my it's so great like and and the and there's also uh the kurosawa mode which is just like it's so cool because it puts everything in like old school black and white and then it adds a film grain and yep. it also tins up the volume or like the the, the audio. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize it changed the volume it, or the audio too. It makes the audio sound like you're listening from like an old VHS. Oh my God. That's so like what what a, what a neat thing to do because the game is unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. Like 
you know, you don't need, they didn't need to put that in at all, but to give you the option. Yeah. Just because. And especially, especially for, I mean, it, it it's 2020, you know, like unless you are actively going out to watch Kurosawa films, like, you know, your average 19 year old, like gamer bro is not going to have mm-hmm. any fucking idea what the hell kurosawa mode like what that means like what that is but for people who really enjoy classic samurai movies it was putting on kurosawa mode during some of the 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 samurai battles was fucking awesome like it was just so cool to see that you know (laughs) it was really fun um and for me like my favorite part about the game was the was the combat easily and and it's like combat was phenomenal honestly like have you seen like the pro videos of people playing like doing like all this like insane cinematic combat? No, it's really cool. Like there are th- like I've seen people do things that like I never even thought to do. Like for instance, uh, that kick move. Like after a certain amount of like skill points in this tree, you get this kick move where you can kind of charge this kick, and it'll mm-hmm. kick people way into the air. So this dude like kicked this guy immediately pulls out his bow goes into concentration mode and then just keeps Mm -hmm. popping him in the air with the arrows and i was like i never would have thought to do that but that is genius and it just looked so cool like and it just looks amazing yeah yeah. i never thought to do that either that's awesome i saw this is a game like mike and i both beat it and like he fully 100 percent completed it right i platinumed it i didn't get all of the uh the crickets, the banners, or the right. like uh, artifacts, right? But the I think you platinum. can't just that isn't on the map ever. Like you just have to find them. Well, after um, you beat it, you get the wind uh, that will show you where all of those things are. But it's like, oh really? Yeah, all of them, all of them. But it's like, I just don't care. <laughs> that's so much. Yeah, that's so much work. I'm good. Uh, yeah, and and, and I, I didn't platinum it, but I, I did every single story mission, every single side mission, um, and like I maxed out my character and everything. And you, you liberated know? the whole island. So and it's... I liberated the entire island. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I didn't do quite as much collecting as you did, but I did almost the same amount. Like that, and we did it in like a week. You yeah. Know? We, yeah. We both put in like sixty hours in a week. Yeah. It it, it was. It was like there were definitely times where I put it down because I had had enough for the day, you know, like yep. it, it's a lot of open world bullshit here and there, you know, like same thing you're going to deal with in any open world game. But the, like Jim Sterling even said, he was like, the fact that this game gets me excited for bandit camps, like yep. the most typical, you know, standard thing in any open world game uh, says a lot about how well crafted it was and what i found interesting right is like one of my favorite things was all the the sword uh uh like decorations that you can get um the sword oh yeah kits. all the uh, the vanity uh stuff that you can get because there's so much of it yeah uh, uh, i actually like, did get all of the vanity items that was one of the things that i did go out yeah um and what like i actually already had all the pieces but uh you need them for an achievement there's one called uh like coop the cooper family or something like that where you okay. have to cosplay as uh sly cooper <laughs> by putting on you know x amount of like uh, like ver- certain various 
cosmetic items and then making Uh sure they're the right color and stuff. Um, But the funny thing is, is that there's these sword sheaths that have all this fur on them. um, Yeah. Which I hadn't seen up until that point but apparently yeah i'd never seen that before either they're really cool yeah oh they're super cool like uh i got i really like the tanuki one um and i really like the the moon bear paw one that one was really cool it's like a black bear hide with a purple handle and it's it's super good looking oh i know i know the one you're talking about i wore that one for a good amount me too Uh, (laughs) just purple's my favorite color and i was like purple and black and I, i was wearing uh i think there was there some gold on that one too um i'm not entirely sure there might have been some gold inlay with the the purple straps yeah i think there was because i i was wearing gold armor at that point and i was like uh you like gold and black armor and i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put on this purple gold and black sword kit please hell yeah (laughs) yeah i cosplay as uh as kenshin most of the game like whenever i could like (laughs) you end up getting better armor than the uh than the ronin armor um but the ronin armor gives you the most attack power it's like a 30 percent increase to your attack power or something like that so yeah it was really fun um the last duel in the game i played as as kenshin so you get the ronin armor you upgrade it and then you change it to the red version there's two red versions but the first red version that you get and then you just wear the uh the sword masters like regular hat the uh the mm-hmm. tan one and you you look a lot like kenshin if kenshin was very japanese looking <laughs> and didn't have red hair <laughs> and I, th- that was a lot of fun for me um the, the other thing i loved about that game were uh and i wasn't expecting this but finding the haikus was some like the haiku areas were some of my favorite parts of the entire game yeah uh the haikus were awesome to build and it seemed like no matter what I picked, it just flowed so perfectly. Yeah. You know? Did you play in Japanese or did you play in English? I played in English. Okay. So I don't know. Uh, so this was something that I found interesting was that uh, in Japanese, the haikus, like I built the haikus the same way. And mm-hmm. in the English subtitles, the haikus were, they worked, you know, five, seven, five. Um, right. But in Japanese, it was like 8,000 syllables per fucking thing. So I don't know if, like, I imagine that Japanese haikus must be, I've never heard an actual Japanese haiku in Japanese. So I don't know, maybe I'll find one and like insert it right here or something like that. But I wonder if in Japanese haikus aren't 575. I don't know. I don't know either. That's an interesting question. Because so many Japanese words are like 30 syllables long. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like, oh, you've said the entire alphabet twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was uh, what was the sword uh, kit that you used the most? Oh, that I used the most? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I switched up a lot, man, um, depending on my armor. Because I switched my armor constantly. Same. You, ha- you kind of um, have to, like, depending on yeah. the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the armor that I used the most was the Sakai armor. Okay. Um because I I was I really liked being able to break people's uh posture quickly. Yeah. Um and and I think you got something like 30% increase to posture break with that. Yeah. And then I added on like extra posture break with my charms. So I was breaking people's posture in like two hits. Oh, know? that's awesome. So you were just like yeah. you're just like cutting them like butter yeah I, I i was like cutting people down in like three hits and it was awesome dude um i'm thinking about streaming uh a lethal mode playthrough so like 
lethal mode, basically what it does is it makes you way stronger, but it also makes the enemies way stronger too. So it, it's it's more realistic in that if you get hit, yeah, you're fucked. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like if you get hit really bad in a sword duel, like in like one of the more cinematic sword duels, like you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like you're just gonna die. Man, the 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 dueling system also was one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, um, especially early on. Before I got like, I feel like at the end, I was sort of a little overpowered in those sword duels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, like if you went in with full resolve, you basically weren't going to lose. Yeah. Oh, dude, my uh, last duel, I had no resolve. Same. Uh, when I did the when I did the 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 straw hats. Yeah. Duel, the, the final one. I had, I think, one resolve going in. So and I didn't even think about it. And that was rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got like and the other thing, too, is like the game because of how cinematic and awesome and like like these duels take place in like the most gorgeous areas that yeah um, they do oh the flower one the red flower duel yeah man was the, unbelievable the one by the waterfall too like my also o- unbelievable my only issue is that the game was very dark when it was dark it was yeah. insanely dark inside of fucking houses dude like to the point yes. where sometimes i just couldn't see anything like <laughs> it was it was rough uh i was playing in hdr actually oh, okay. i was i was playing on i was playing on my my tv that uh has the uh 140 hertz downstairs mm-hmm. so that was really nice everything was really smooth but what i didn't realize yeah. is that the tv has a game mode so i like oh. because i was noticing like I was having difficulty getting perfect parries, which is something that I really, I mean, I was having a little bit of difficulty with that. I put on one of the charms that you can get that makes it easier. And then mm. it started happening a lot more. Nice. Yeah. Like what I, what I eventually realized is that a, the game is not Sekiro. So yeah, uh, you're not going to, it's, it doesn't have that same kind of sword play. But what I also realized is that my TV has a certain amount of input lag, right? And I didn't know that. So when you put on game mode, the input lag significantly decreases. So I did. And you get like a a quote unquote worse picture. Uh, But when I put it on, I didn't really notice that much of a difference. But it it became much easier. Like there's many times that I died. I was like, I was blocking. You know, like I mm-hmm. clearly. No, I totally feel that. I, I, huh? I never thought about that. I wonder because my TV is probably not in game mode either. Because I was playing on a six on a sixty inch, uh, you know, HD TV. Yeah. Uh, same. And like, I can't imagine playing this on a on a screen that's like lower than that's smaller than like thirty inches. You know. Yeah. Uh, because it it need, it, it it's built for beauty. <laughs> yeah, like the colors are. I mean, like. I love I love HDR like uh, even if you weren't using HDR like this just like especially the first place with the golden forest and like you know yeah yeah we both have the same feeling about this where it's like the first two uh, parts of the island phenomenal and then the last part was just like could you stop with the snow yeah and and the in the vast open space with nothing in it like yeah like after i discovered all of the shrines and the you know uh fox dens and the baths and everything like that and i looked back Mm -hmm. at the top part of the map i was like damn there really is not much here (laughs) at all the the, the top part of the map the final third uh was when i really started to be like okay it's time to finish this game yeah um whereas the first two sections the first two acts 
uh, it took me forever to get to the story portions because I had so many other things I was just doing. And every time I was going somewhere, I'd be like, oh, there's a golden bird. I'm going to follow that thing, mm -hmm. you know, which was an excellent idea. Yeah. Uh, and more games should do that. There are these little golden birds of Tsushima that uh, they'll just fly in front of you and they will lead you to secrets or secret places that you that are near you, but you haven't discovered them on the map. So you'll be on the road somewhere and a golden bird will come and you'll be like, oh, man, is it a bamboo strike? Is it a shrine? Is it a fox den? Is it a you know, what is it? I got to follow it. I can't not follow it. You yeah. know, like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it a vanity item? What is, is it? A hat? Like, so here's here's something that fucked me up. Right. So tell me if you feel me on this. Do you remember how in every like major settlement there was a bird that would like always fly into the major major uh the settlement with you and then like sit at the pagoda and you're just like what yes. the fuck yes did you ever realize that you could climb the pagodas no yeah what yeah so when i was when i was uh wrapping up getting all the vanity items um one of the first places the wind took me was to this lighthouse and i searched that lighthouse for like an hour and i could not for the life of me find this vanity item i was like what the fuck so i finally went online and it was like you have to climb to the top of the lighthouse go to the back left corner look up jump off and you'll be able to grapple onto the the corner of the top of the roof and i was like you've got to be like i literally said out loud this is some bullshit <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> so i did it and i climbed up to the top and then the uh wind of vanity took me and, and there was there was like a stick with a headband on it mm -hmm. and then the wind of the van of vanity took me to the first like temple area with the gift tree and this bird you know, the same bird that I had seen the entire fucking game that annoyed the shit out of me. They kept flying down and it would just fly down in front of like a door that you couldn't open. You'd yeah. be like, why are you, why do you keep bringing me here? Yeah. I, I had that question so many fucking times. Yep. So turns out that you just do the same thing at the pagodas and every single pagoda has a, a headband on top of it. No shit. Yep. And that's where almost every piece of a vanity item that I didn't pick up in the game was makes sense. Yep. And they're all stupid. Like, <laughs> like the headbands, the headbands are pretty dumb. I'm going to be like honest. A lot of them. Not a great reward. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless you're rocking like a headband kind of, kind of style. What was a great reward was the last couple, uh, like the, the items that you get for, completing like doing all of the the shrines and the baths and stuff like that mm -hmm. you get a couple masks that yeah, are yeah. fucking dope like yeah, you get some very cool masks there, in the game there was one uh that i got that i would have worn the entire game if i had had it because it was just mm -hmm. so cool and like right i didn't like the masks too much like i liked being able to to see my character's face um it's just like I don't know. It, like it, it, it seems kind of counterproductive to me to give you like some of the best looking gear at the end of the game because you're done, you know. And there's no new yeah. game plus. It, it, yeah, exactly. Which sucks, but also kind of understandable. 
Um, I guess. I mean, it, like, but, it would be nice to be able to play through it from beginning to end. With, with all the gear that you have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially yeah, considering that, That's one Twitch. of the things that's rough. Like, I feel like in games in general, it's like, oh, you get all this cool stuff. Hour later, game's over. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not like... This is not like Grand Theft Auto where you can go keep and cause playing. chaos. It's like yeah. you can keep playing. You're just going to keep beating up Mongols, you know, like that you find. Yeah, on the road. it's just randomly spawn Mongols on the road. Like, There's nothing for you to really do once you've collected everything. There's no more quests or anything to do. Yeah, you, know? you can go and grab the rest of the flowers and like get all of the colors of the armor and stuff. But like you're not that doesn't give you any trophies, you know, so like you're not like you might be. And there's no in-game percentage either. You know, it just kind of right. calculates your, your whatever, uh, your stats and your, you know, quest log and stuff like that. But there is a there is actually two hidden quests. Um, because when I finished the game, the trophy didn't pop. There's like a gold trophy for finishing all the quests in the game. There's nothing on my map, and I was like, what the hell? Uh, but I eventually, I eventually found the hidden quests. Um, it was just stupid. I was like, why, why would they just not mark these and like make this trophy a pain in the ass? I don't know. It was stupid. But yeah, uh, one of the things that I wanted to tell you was that, uh, that's a really interesting fact about the game is that at that time, um, katanas didn't exist. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, So that is probably, I mean, besides the fact that the, the history of the game, um, is, is semi-fabricated obviously Mm -hmm. uh because the mongols went to japan and pillaged and plundered a little bit uh you know they moved on to icky and stuff but uh the yeah the at the time i don't remember the name of the sword the samurai were using but it was uh much more curved and not as sharp as the katana in fact the katana was invented if i am correct because of the mongols because they like the samurai swords that they were using before weren't cutting through mongol boiled leather so they Mm. had to come up with something better than what they were using eventually it took a long time actually but the katana eventually became the standard samurai sword but yeah at this time right well because it was so strong yet flexible you know and sharp as fuck and sharp and stupidly sharp yeah because they would like temper it over itself like six times or whatever yeah sometimes more i mean there's this really good youtube channel and i can't remember their name i'm sorry but they do uh they do like specialty swords like they made Mm -hmm. uh like yeah, Kenshin's uh, Sakamoto. I've totally seen this channel. Yeah. I've seen them like make the Master Sword before and stuff. Yeah, like, forged yeah. or something. I think they're called like something like that. You, dope. you if you find if you look up sword forging, I'm sure they pop up as like some, one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. Look up Kenshin's Sakamoto real life and and they they made it. And so like one of the dudes there actually knows how to make katanas the uh, traditional way and there's a couple episodes where he does it like like kiln fires the fucking sword <laughs> it's like that's crazy man so cool so cool and uh, like, I, I think they found out that like you really only need to temper it over like twice and then it doesn't get any stronger after that yeah it's something to do though with the uh the grain or something mm-hmm. like that because uh like every katana is different because of the 
the formation that it has up along the the blade itself like there is a I don't know. It has something to do with the oil that you use and the way that you temper it with the oil on there and stuff. It it, it fuses into the metal of the sword. And also, uh, one of the things that the guy did was he made katana steel from scratch as well, which is really interesting. He made like uh, like Japanese steel ingots um, from scratch. So it that's was, pretty neat. So dope. Shit, like I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I go watch that shit all day. That and like kung fu fucking youtube videos dude <laughs> but yeah i mean uh i can't think of oh so funny thing about the mongol invasion of japan yeah um so like i said the mongols invaded twice each time they steamrolled sushima and and Iki. and uh the first invasion was you know exactly like it showed in in ghost of tsushima basically like there wasn't a lot of samurai on that island Um, but every single, there was like 80 of them. They all rode out onto the beach. They put up the stiffest resistance that they could and they were massacred. Uh, very similar thing happened. Completely overrun. Huh? Just completely overrun. Yeah. Just like, just, yeah. And the same thing happened on Iki. And then the Mongols got to mainland Japan and they were, they were attacking. They were doing really well. And part of that is because numbers and the other part of that was because uh like this is like one of the major themes in the game is that samurai were very predictable the mongols were really smart they had studied the culture of japan and um i I think part of what they did was they captured like two japanese fishermen were sent from japan to the mongol court and the the court kept them there and learned about japan from them and uh the samurai's code of honor is so rigid you know the the idea of walking face first into a battle and, right and it, it makes it very easy to counter <laughs> yeah yeah like if, if you don't if you don't adhere to their honor code you know they're screwed yeah like, yeah totally because it, 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 yeah it, it reminds me heavily of uh of the american revolution i was just that, gonna say like, that the redcoats mm-hmm. had a had a specific way that they fought and it was in a line going straight forward yep <laughs> yeah and these in these big square groups yeah you know march shoot march shoot like <laughs> and we were like all right well i guess we're just gonna hide in trees you know <laughs> and then shoot back and not get killed like yeah exactly and like i've read a couple like revolutionary war books where like they talked heavily about musket balls and you know like muskets were just so unreasonably like they they were not accurate no they weren't accurate at all you would shoot and then hit somebody behind you yeah (laughs) Yeah. but the thing the thing that sucked about musket balls is that when they hit they uh deformed because they were just lead balls and when they hit they would uh cool down immediately and when that happened they would like change shape into like these terrible like spiky things you know you like the lead would just like bleh and then harden because (laughs) of the coolness of your body and it's just like those things were a bitch to dig out which is part of the reason that so many people who got shot lost limbs um yep but yeah so the mongols they get they get to the japanese beaches they're fighting and then uh they retreat back to their ships uh, they might have been fearing an attack at night. It's, you know, this is history from like 1274, 1281. So mm-hmm. not a lot is said. But what ended up happening is a storm came through and totally wiped out their fleet. 
like 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 a third of their fleet just got completely wiped out at sea and some uh, stupid lucky shit right there like yeah yeah and they went packing um and then in 1281 they invaded again and overran Tsushima even though like defenses had been bolstered quite a bit on Tsushima and Iki but they still Mm -hmm. just weren't enough so the Mongols get to the mainland again they're having a little bit more of a difficult time because after the invasion uh the Japanese put up a much stronger defense around their island and then uh so they're fighting they're fighting they're fighting another storm comes through and wipes out over two-thirds of the Mongol fleet which was almost twice as big as it was the first time that they tried to invade. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about, you know, defending your home base is like, you don't have to worry about that, you know? Yeah, and and it, the Mongols never tried to attack again. So they call the... Uh, they called the uh, storms the kamikaze. Because mm. kaze, kaze means wind, kami, god wind. So that's where the term kamikaze comes from, and it came from the the or not tsunamis but the uh i don't know it was i don't the, the storms the word is uh escaping my fucking brain what monsoon? are the monsoon yeah that's what they called the monsoons that took down yeah. the mongols for them literally <laughs> like yeah if it wasn't for the monsoons japan would have been completely conquered by the mongols easily then probably completely different than it is now yeah so yeah it was it was really interesting learning about um learning about all that stuff like this is it's just what i do when i fucking i don't know play video like japan japanese history fascinates the shit out of me so i'm sure that i mean Jap- japanese history is some of the most fascinating history mm-hmm. you know um like I, I would put it right up there with uh middle east history is also extremely fascinating yeah yeah you, like you you can look at the uh the ottoman empire and study that shit forever yeah uh because there's there's so much happened in that empire, which is, I believe, the longest-lasting empire of all time. Interesting. Uh, it's been a long time since I've even thought about the Ottoman Empire. They the were the, the ones Ottoman Empire against... was around for World War One. Really? Yeah. They were the ones who went up against Sparta, right? Uh, I would have to look. But, but that gives you an idea of, like, how long they were around. Like, the Ottoman Empire was in world war one unless i'm highly mistaken but i'm pretty sure i'm not i kind of remember something about that and i'm almost 90 percent sure that the ottoman empire was the one who went up and destroyed sparta because ottomans that was like the persians and like it was like that whole area right mm-hmm. yeah yeah the the ottoman empire i just checked it. the ottoman empire was in world war one they got uh russia declared war on them <laughs> Don't piss yeah, off no, Russia. They, they were around from the 14th century to the 20th century. Okay. Wait, so who went up against Sparta? Uh, the Persian Empire. Persian Empire. And they're not the Ottomans? Yes. Mm, they might be the same area, but not uh, the same empire. Okay. Interesting. I would have to. I would have to look. I don't know much about the Persian Empire. I so, I other so than Xerxes is a name, you know. Yeah. Well, don't they not like the Jews? I mean, which empire did? <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys. Uh, it's it's this is usually the length of our 
of our podcast here. Um, yeah, around an hour and a half. So yeah, so this this has been the first episode of the uh, Bonsai Podcast. I feel much better about this one than I. Than this was great, dude. It was a lot of fun. We st- we stayed on topic. We didn't talk at all about uh, pro wrestling. That's true. Um, Wait, did we talk about <laughs> pro wrestling in the first one? Well, we talked about some type of wrestling, dude. I got oh oh. We talked about we talked naked about Greece wrestling. Something I don't remember. We didn't talk about it in this one until now. All right. I mean, I could talk about I could talk about wrestling. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, it's okay. That'll be the second one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed this very much. Uh, I'm happy that if you're still listening, congratulations! You listened all the way through the first podcast and, that we put out. Um, yeah, and we appreciate it a lot. Yes, and we're going to make this a weekly thing, and it should be. Uh, found pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. So as soon as we figure out how to put it up on podcasting sites, yeah, it'll be there though. <laughs> and it will also be on YouTube. We're going to have our own YouTube channel for this specifically. We can't put it on bonsai pop itself because uh, it, it, it would, it would mess up our analytics and, and everything because YouTube's evil. So yep. if you are looking for more bonsai pop is if this is your first uh, experience with bonsai pop i highly recommend you check out youtube.com slash bonsai pop that is where we put out our work work um yep uh look us up on twitter is at bonsai underscore pop look us up on instagram that is at bonsai underscore pop and check us out on twitch at twitch.tv slash bonsai underscore pop and yeah, and the most important place to check us out would be uh, patreon.com slash bonsai pop. No underscore there. Very uh, true. But yeah, that's the place where it's like, if you want to talk to us, we are in our Discord almost daily, if not daily. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do editing streams. We do a second podcast that's just for the Discord or just for the Patreon uh, we do viewing parties for anime movies and anime shows. We do a lot of extra stuff on there. That's true. And we have other podcasts that we put on there as well. Yes, that which are... I said. Oh, oh did you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, whoops. But yes. Um, so next week, uh, we're going to do this again, and it's going to be a different story. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed, and hopefully you come back. My name is Mike. And uh, I'm Tyler. And this has been a show. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye, everyone.